Hello, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. Today, we'll be discussing improving oral systemic health through dental medical data integration. And to unpack this topic, I'm joined by David Baker, Chief Information and Digital Officer at Pacific Dental Services. David, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. And before we get going here, can you just uh, go ahead and tell our, our listeners a little bit more about yourself and Pacific Dental Services? Yeah, certainly. So Pacific Dental Services is now the second largest dental support organization in the in the U.S., privately held, have around 13,000 employees and fast approaching uh, 900 offices. Perfect. So can, can you talk a little bit about what really sets your organization uh, apart? Um, and, and I'm really thinking here from a, from a technology and innovation perspective, what really sets your organization apart? So from my biased perspective, obviously, um, I really think that our, our technology platform is, is the strongest in the business. Um, we've, been, we've been building something out that's pretty special over the last uh, several years. I've been here now for uh, five, and it's been, it's been quite, the, quite the transformation from a, from a number of areas. I think from the moment you, uh, you walk into an office, you see the difference. Uh, I, I kind of joke when I first I was interviewing uh, at Pacific Dental, <laughs> I was in an office in Vegas, and uh, I thought it was. I come from healthcare, uh, so some of the, the dental space was new, and you know I was blown away with some of the some of the clinical technology that was in the office, including what I thought at the time was a tooth printer, um, and it ended up being a, a meal uh, for same day crowns, uh, and we're, we're we're pretty good at that. Uh, I think we, uh, we we do more than anyone else in the in in the U.S. Uh, certainly, so. We have, you know, a, a huge chair side, same day dentistry offering. I would say that certainly sets us apart through technologies like that. Um, and when you add on a lot of the uh, edgy products like salivary diagnostics, uh, a lot of the imaging AI, uh, CBCT, which is uh, fast becoming a standard of, of care for us and is in hundreds of our offices. Um, the, the investments are, are, are pretty big. In, in bringing together what I think are some of the, 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 the best uh, data sets around your health that, that are out there. Um, and then one of the you know, really great things about PDS is the investments that we make into our R&D and our, our innovation team, which is um, you know, specifically uh, spun out into uh, a, a different different area, different building, uh, with with you know aspirations of of taking some some moonshots in the in the products that we're deploying, uh, and, and and the way that that organisation is formed is you know we we serve PDS deeply uh, initially, uh, looking for you know needs that we can fill there, and if the product is successful, either becomes you know part of our of our magic source, if you like, uh, or we can go on to spin that out uh, as its own independent entity, as we have done with some other companies or, or some JVs uh, in, in certain other instances, depending on what, what kind of need we feel the, the product is, is, is working in. So there, there are a few of those you know, unique pieces about PDS, which I really enjoy. Appreciate you sharing that. You know, another thing that I know is a, is a big milestone and something that distinguishes PDS is you've just completed a deployment of Epic, um, which of course is the, the health record system that I believe is the most prominent one that's used by hospitals and, and health systems, at least uh, most prominent in the U.S. 
but one of the major EHR platforms out there, and you integrate that into all your supported dental practices. And anybody who knows anything about EHR implementation knows that is a big deal. Can, can you tell us a little bit about what that means for PDS and the potential future for, for healthcare and dental care? Yeah, certainly. It was, a, it was a huge undertaking. You know, the biggest project that the company had, had been through before. Uh, I've been involved in practice management implementations prior and, you know, they're never, um, they're never easy. Um, and, and it's, uh, it, it's a long road, but I feel that we, uh, we have a great partnership, um, with Epic and the, uh, yeah, the way we went about deploying, uh, over, over the course of a couple of years and hitting, you know, up to 50 offices per month was, uh, what worked out really well. We recently finished again, you know, close to 900 offices, um, and it's it's a complete kind of overhaul, if you like, you know, with Epic at the at the center, um, and then you know many many apps around the periphery that, that drive the business, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a labor of it's been a labor of love. So we're we're really excited to be on that you know one uh, omni-channel system, if you like, and we're we're channeling you know many of our many of our workflows uh, and automating. You know, additionally, those those workflows through the system. So you know, we're we're starting to see you know payback in in, in many areas, um, and I think that you know we were the first, certainly the first DSO to move this many offices into their dental product. Um, we spent a long a long build out initially with them. Uh, we were their Vanguard partner, and we'd committed to help them build uh, and you know shared some of that that cost in what we think is the best practice management system in the in the business from the dental standpoint. Um, obviously, the the breadth of data that we now get with with what you know is referred to as the the, the longitudinal record, right? Essentially, your health and your dental data is is now together, which is immensely powerful, um, and, and we're able to uh, have you know deep communications and 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 understandings of of that blended data more than anyone has been able to achieve i would say in the in the world at this point yeah and i, I think that blended data is definitely where it, it, it seems like the the industry is going right sort of integrating um, uh, health data and dental data um and, and so i do imagine that there's there's some folks listening to this that are really curious or or, or want to chart sort of a similar path as pds has so can, can you talk more, though, about the foundational work that was done to, to do this prior to rollout? Just because I, I know something of this magnitude, um, the amount of preparation work has to be very significant. So I, I'm sure I'm curious if you can share some insights there at, at sort of a high level for our listeners to, so they can sort of grasp what, what kind of foundational work needs to be done to execute a project this size. Yeah, certainly. It's, and it's a good, good question because we spent really the best part of a solid 12 months of uh, of build with Epic, getting the product ready to what, you know, we'd consider um, to be enterprise, you know, relevant, DSO relevant, because it had, the module was, was there, which is wisdom from Epic, uh, but outside of some of the European, I guess, national health services um, that had implemented across medical and dental, um, there were only a handful of folks uh, in, in the U.S. at the time that implemented, they were more medically based, and uh, it just the throughput was not quite there for a pure, pure play, you know, dental office. So that's why we spent a lot of time mapping, uh, mapping out what the what our build 
should look like essentially. So it was ready for us to do the kind of throughput that we were looking for. Um, you know, some ag aggressive growth at the same time, right? We're, we're opening, you know, de novos, which are new offices at a clip of around, uh, two, you know, two a week, uh, plus converting uh, up to 50 a month of the existing offices. There was, there was a massive undertaking, uh, you know, from, from start to finish. And the planning around that um, was, was pretty large, you imagine. I'm grateful. I have a fantastic uh, team and, and, and leadership group within that core, um, you know, epic uh, department there. And we've, uh, we, we really, it wasn't just, oh, here's epic, go deploy. It's epic at the center, right? So the core, as I describe it, and then it's making sure this is a business project. So the most important thing was it wasn't seen as an IT project because it's not. We're there to help facilitate and obviously connect the connect the plumbing and release the potential there, but this is a core operational tool. There are folks in the front office, back office, living and breathing, you know, using that tool every day. And uh, there's patients in front of them, which is key. And you don't want to take away from those interactions uh, where possible. So it's a, it's a lot. Change control was the biggest thing on the deployment. We had four, you know, at the hip uh, support. So that was quite the undertaking as well. If you imagine 50 officers going live and, uh, between one and two people for sure that were dedicated to making sure that they were successful over the initial couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, there were fears with operational dips, as you see in medical. It's always people's biggest question, or well, how did that affect the finances? And you know, I'm proud to say that we pushed through relentlessly um, to the point of, you know, next to no impact there. So it's been, it's been great. The other main... Um, Things to watch out for, I would say, are what I refer to as the peripheral applications. Uh, what I mean by that is um, payment systems, right? We have, there's, there's a lot that Epic doesn't do that you need to work out how you're going to integrate. So there's payment systems, there's the packs and the imaging, uh, maybe you know some of the AI pieces that you layer onto that. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of your rev cycle. Um, so there's, there's, there's really so much more than just Epic. It's, it's, it's transforming the way that you're actually doing business, which we did. We went across the board and I think you know, I'm always happy to take, I've had lots of reference calls from some of the larger, um, the larger DSOs and, and groups around, well, what would it take uh, to move on to it? And at certain size, you can definitely deal with, um, with Epic, but you'll be working in your own uh, build essentially. So I'm pleased, uh, I'd probably let you know because it happened over the last few <laughs> few months really it's just come to fruition that um, we're one of the recommended implementation partners now through their community connect program so we've taken all of that talent that we had that deployed it and we're rolling it into essentially um, you know a team to help uh, to help propagate the uh, epic system in the dental space so we can we can assist with you know our build which we've invested heavily into and all those peripheral apps uh, on, you know, around the outside so that uh, we could probably, you know, we can help certain folks get up and running, you know, more quickly. I think we're, we, we believe that it's, it's the system for us of the, of the future and many others. And, um, you know, there's no, from a competition standpoint, we, we just think the standard of, of care and the, the ability to do, you know, better business using that platform is, is paramount. So for us, you know, we'd love to see and help others move on to it. Yeah, I think your notion there about like delivering better care, right, I think brings me where I want to go to next, which is about the people involved here that, that are ultimately impacted or, or, or influenced by uh, access to the, these, these shared data sets. Can you talk a little bit about how 
having this, this broad base of data, uh, this, this resource of data, it, it can really help the clinicians you support. And also, what, what kind of benefits does it then translate to, to the patients that the clinicians are working with? There's obviously lots of data now that's been opened up. And I think there's some really intelligent um, options and solutioning around bringing some of those discrete data elements together because they've never really been uh, truly paired up, in my opinion, and we can affect things on mass now. So we're learning as we go and working with Epic and working with some great medical partners of ours where, um, you know, we're at the point where referrals can be made if we're seeing certain key indicators. So the, you know, some of the biggest things that we're, you know, we're seeing, you know, data-wise are these, are these correlations, right? Diabetes, for example, right? Patients with that who we see who have like a significant periodontal disease um, and we wouldn't have known that they'd had diabetes uh, and they've not engaged with a medical doctor, right? For, for some time. And there's some work on the healthcare side of things that, that needs to take place really before we um, assist with some of those, uh, some of those treatments. So those, those referrals and communications can begin between the medical provider and us. Um, and, and that joint messaging is, you know, enabled within the ecosystem as well, uh, within Epic, which is, which is, a, you know, a great feature. So that's one of like, you know, a handful of really great situations that we're, that we're seeing happening. And what's really interesting are the, the millions of available records now that are available to medical that they're accessing. Um, on, on the dental side and looking at some of, uh, you know, our diagnosis uh, notations, just the, you know, general, um, you know, ge general discrete data elements in those, in those records that, that, that wouldn't have been visible before. So we're seeing some really great interactions on, on patient care um, in general. I mean, the mouth-body connection, as, as we uh, refer to it, has been, um, you know, it's been a passion project for many in the organization and is, is now starting to evolve into what we think is the next generation of care where we are opening um, primary care physician offices uh, that are, are mixed with, you know, in, they'll share the same office with, uh, uh, with your dentist. So there's, uh, there's, there's great opportunities to go and, you know, take care of all of your healthcare needs rather than things being <laughs> separated from the, 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 the neck down as we've, we've historically seen. And then from the patient side of things, you know, just there's this, there's this wealth of um, info now that's available and obviously they have to opt in, right? So the, it, it's a fairly smooth transaction um, from the, uh, from the MyChart perspective, which is what we have kind of, uh, we've white labeled it. So, you know, we invest into building out, you know, our instance, essentially the patient portal on their um, MyChart platform. And we can just begin to bring more and more robust experiences. It's not only the communication with the docs uh, and the office, um, but then what we push through from that informational standpoint to them on, you know, next, next steps around their, around their healthcare journey. And then just making things easier and simpler, booking your appointment online, obviously, things are table stakes, but quite honestly, in dentistry, you know, you'd be surprised at the amount of folks that have still not embraced more modern communication options and self-service for patients. So, um, you know, pay, paying your bill online, for example. So the, the, the omni-channel experience is, you know, all in on a couple of key um, interfaces, right? One clinician facing, one patient facing that 
that you know we try and drive as, as many uh, you know intuitive and, and 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 varied you know options to those folks just to to give them time back and to be able to communicate in the way that they want to communicate. So you know the the portal has been has been great so far and it's just you know it's going from strength to strength because we're at we was had a solid foundation to start. Now we've just been building more and more functionality, you know, into there. Essentially, you'll be able to you're wandering around with your your entire um, you know, oral healthcare uh, folio in the in in the application. It's pretty it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, David, I just got a couple of questions for you left. But I, I, before we sign off, I, I absolutely want to want to pick your brain on AI here. Um, so, so, of course, AI is, is gaining more traction with, within the dental industry. Um, can you just share your thoughts about where you think that's going? Uh, any partnerships you might have, have be made progress on? Um, and, and maybe how you, you think this technology can really transform dental care for, for patients and clinicians? Yeah, I think AI, between AI, I mean, there's many terms, right? And we, we call it, uh, you know, assisted intelligence because a lot of folks think that robots are coming to take over the world and uh, we don't want to, uh, you know, automate. Is, there's many terms for AI, right? But we like to go with assisted just because our whole aim is to give minutes back every day, right? To front office, to back office, to anyone that we can, right? It's saving, saving time and giving them better uh, information to be able to you know proceed with dentistry or, or or you know work through those back office functions and reconciliations as, as in as automated way as possible so I personally think we're at the tipping point now where it is um, it's so useful and so available to either build on yourself um, or take some of the folks that you're, we're seeing out there, you know, emerging, especially in some of the pathology detection uh, on the imaging side of the house. So we have a whole team with data scientists and AI specialists built around it. And I, you know, I love the, I love the subject because it's just so, it just, it just gets better and better. So we started out um, probably, 18 months, two years ago now, uh, developing an AI product uh, that would detect up to essentially 27 uh, pathologies. So this was through the innovation group that I, I'd mentioned earlier on. And we got to the point where, you know, we'd had discussions and we don't want to be in the software business unless it's truly going to be a standalone um, a standalone business. So uh, where we see the AI going on the pathology detection initially in 2D and soon to be 3D, which is super powerful. And, and if you think about it, you've been using it. I've been using it in, you know, in the photo face detection for, for years. So, and radiology has been using it as well for a long time in, in medical. So we're catching up on the, on, on, on the 2D side of things in, in dental. And we, uh, we really rapidly developed this product and we saw some you know, massive opportunities. And I guess a lot of other folks did because these, you know, there's AI companies coming out all over the place right now. So we, our sweet spot's not really, you know, FDA approval. Um, and there's, there's a lot of that involved. And we felt that the, the machinery, if you like, um, was, was going to incorporate the AI as, as, as standard. It's going to be table stakes, and it will, it will for sure. We're seeing it already, and that's where we saw the future going. So, in that particular application, 
on the on the 2D side right now. And like I say, going to 3D, it's so powerful on, on, on a number of levels. There's some great use cases, right? Obviously, use case number one is um, is is helping the docs diagnose the the dentistry that they're that, that they're building you know they're building up for the for the patient on their treatment plan um the associates ramp time um training there, there are so many applications but the the big one where it all started if you think about it was um particularly me i don't know if it's because i'm from the UK or not, but just this distrust of dentists. So you'd go in and then you have, a, you know, a rather, uh, you know, young doc sat in front of you explaining, you know, why you needed these various procedures. And, and part of me was like, I'm just not sure if I fully have trust here yet. And, and you, you know, you'd be amazed at the amount of folks that decide, okay, I'm going to go and get second opinion. It'd probably be, you know, at another office. It's, turns into who can build, you know, the, the greatest trust. So the power of being chair side and now in our offices, we have, you know, these great touch screens um, that where you're able to pull up this you know, 3D scan of your entire skull and, and, and be able to talk to a patient in layman's terms, right? And, and, and build that trust is it's just off the charts. I find I'm just like, wow, suddenly I'm starting to understand it. I'm not looking at some blurry 2D scan. So the power of just making it simple for folks to understand really what's going on. And it's not, here's your opinion, right? And here's what you as the, you know, the trained professional is uh, 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 working through on that treatment plan for their next steps. You have backup as well. And I think there's power in that backup. So between outside of the wonderful technology where you can highlight and zoom in and, you know, manipulate the patient's uh, head in front of them, um, you've now got some backup uh, that's apparent with uh, on, on the 2D side, giving you a, you know a percentile of uh, the 90th percentile of accuracy most of the time with what 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 pathology it's it's seeing. So, and that's that's kind of ground zero, I guess, if you like, in the, in the AI space now, um, and it's real. So, long story short, we ended up you know working on a on a really great JV with our partner um, Invista, uh, who's 3D units have been uh, you know a great success in the offices and we felt that they were well placed to take what we've done and, and build on it and that's that's exactly what what's happened and we continue to help them build that product which is you know is in a um, in a handful of our offices uh, and will go enterprise wide uh, next year and we're bringing this complete omnichannel experience within epic with every one of your 2d 3d interoral um, you know, continuum of images uh, that you can see nice and easily in front of the in front of the patient, and then have an AI run on top of that. So, it's uh, this really is the next, I would say, you know, generation of of technology, which is which is going to change things immensely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it sounds like just a really excited exciting time for dentistry, but but of course an exciting time for for PDS. And that that sort of brings me where I want to close out here. Can can you share any additional thoughts about you know what, what your future plans are? Uh, what, what what does the future look like for PDS as as you sort of progress through the the, the techno, technological innovations and, and evolutions? I think it's it's bright. You know, I'm really uh, happy to be working for such a, a technology forward uh, organization. I think the industry, frankly, has been starved to an extent for years because a lot of private practice can't go and invest 
hundred thousand dollars in a CBCT and you know uh, the, the the various expensive equipment that's out there, and then try and string it all together and make it work themselves. So our our platform is so robust and designed to be able to you know plug the best technologies of everything into it, and and things evolve all the time. So we're open to constantly mature in that platform that 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 serve you know our our owner docs. So for us, it's just that the next the next turn will be with simplification and automation, not only uh, not only making patients' lives easier with the way that they want to uh, you know communicate, uh, do business, self serve with us, but for those offices, making things uh, honestly as in, intuitive and, and, and simple as we can. So giving minutes back again is a key a key uh, KPI for us, um, and then and then working out the simplification maybe from the payer, the insurance side, the way that, uh, that there's some really tricky workflows out there that have been too convoluted and undisturbed for too long, too paper-based, too fax-based, too hello, it's 1980, right? So we're, um, we, we, we're about to just turn the heat up on that. And I, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing in, in terms of the, the automations that we're going to be going after. So that's what's next for us, simplification and time back. Yeah, getting away from paper and fax machine, fax machine uh, <laughs> a welcome change for many. If I ever see another fax machine again, it'll be too soon. I can't believe well, in 2022 we're talking about fax machines still, and they're so <laughs> prolific in medical. It's crazy. One day, one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully we'll get to speak then uh, when, when that when that one fine day happens. David, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's been great. I'd also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Pacific Dental Services. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Dental and DSO Review by visiting our podcast page at beckerspodcast.com.